Hello. Aaron. Hi, Joel. Sarah. Hi. And welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer one movie at a time. My name is Walter. I mean, Joel. Oh, wait. I've already said your guys' names. Pretty sure his name's David. Oh. Yeah. My name's Joel. (laughs) My name's Sarah. My name's Aaron. The movie this week is Alien Covenant from 2017, directed by Ridley Scott and written by Dante Harper, John Logan, Michael Green, Jack Paglin, and based on the characters by Ronald Schusset and Dan O'Bannon. Huh? Was his name Pangolin? As in, like, the really cool creature? No, it's P-A-G-L-E-N. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. For That's a minute a- there, I just pictured one in my head, and I got, I got really excited. No, they are adorable. I like penguins. Yeah, it's a, that's a lot of writers, by the way. I don't. Yeah. That's probably that's usually not a good sign. But I mean, we'll get into that. Well, I mean, Har- Harmon was probably a nod because they're using the original story. Uh, I don't think he has any actual foot tread. Harper? Um, no. Or do, do, wait, excuse me. You said um, the I original said- guy. Dan, Dan O'Bannon? Dan O'Bannon, that's what I meant. Right, Dan well, it O'Bannon. just says based on the character. It didn't yeah. say he wrote him. Yeah, I don't think he did any actual. I mean, he's been dead for years, so. I, I realize that. I mean, you know. Yeah, I know. He's your favorite person. I was really sad because at the Academy Awards, they didn't they didn't give a little uh, nod on, on, on the year he died. Really? I was really upset about. That's, guys. They're terrible at that. Yeah, he was a really cool dude. You just have an entire broadcast. Anyway, starring <laughs> Michael Fassbender, Catherine Watterson, Billy Crudup, Danny McBride, and, uh, you know, some other people. Anybody else I want to mention? Michael Fassbender. Oh, yeah, Michael, Michael Fassbender. Fassbender. Did I mention him? Yeah. Uh, and Goran D. Clute. Who is Goran D. Clute? He played the Xenomorph and Neomorph. Oh. Neomorph. Is that the albino one? I guess so. The crazy, the crazy the, monkey, the adil- monkey stance. <laughs> the, ador- the adorable little baby one. Yeah. In the spotlight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, are you? No, no. <laughs> Which That's one are you talking in about? The spotlight. That's me in the spotlight. <laughs> That's me with the a acid blood. Yeah, it's, just, it's all tiny, and it's just standing there, and it puts its arms up, and Michael Fassbender puts oh, his arms up in the no, air, that's, and they're just like... That's the xenomorph, and the neomorph is the little monkey one, like you said. I'm just saying that I'm not, that's not going to leave me for a while. Let's see. No, I mean, that's that's a pretty, uh, that's a pretty goofy scene. <laughs> the galloping, or the galloping xenomorphs <laughs> <laughs> not enough no they don't like when i think of a xenomorph i think of one that runs on all fours yeah and this was all people standing up which i guess is more like the xenomorph 
in Alien because that was, you know, that literally a guy in a suit, so he was standing up. Standing up, yeah. But a really gross guy in a suit. That was a guy in a suit. Which one? In Alien, the original. Yeah. Oh my gosh. My voice has gone all the way. I don't know why, but that I never knew that, and Mm. it makes sense because it was a long time ago. But like. I find that creepy. Yeah. Just knowing that somebody was in there. It's it's probably somebody extremely handsome. I'm not going to look it up, but <laughs> probably handsome. I don't want to know. Oh, okay. I was going to look it up for There's you, a but... live person walking around that was the alien. <laughs> Speaking of things that aren't handsome, I can't take any movie seriously that has Danny McBride in it. What, what were they trying to do? Yeah, the cast is a little controversial for me in this. I mean, I know we didn't have the, the, you know, awesome Supreme Prometheus cast, although I can't remember. I mean, that Idris Elba, right? Yep. Had Michael Fassbender, obviously. Mm-hmm. Had Rooney Mara? Is that the lady? Or was it... Oh, that uh, uh, the lady, the, yes. Are you talking about uh, Dr. Uh, or was it the Dr. one Shaw? from the Dragon, Dragon Tattoo? Oh. Which one was it? Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's... She plays a little... Wait, wait, Shaw. they're both... The dragon tattoo. I meant the the Danish, Swedish, whatever. No, you know what? Let's not. Let's not even talk about it. Are you sure, Joel? And that character's name is Elizabeth Sander. Sander. Sanders. You know what? Hey, how's it going? Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Are you talking about um from Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? Anyway. Yeah, I just saw her in a movie last night. Yeah. The reason we watched this movie is because someone specifically requested on Twitter, uh, not somebody with a name that I can identify, but I thought, hey, why not? Let's watch something recent and see what's going on. Aaron, you've already seen this movie. Oh, is this the person that plays the alien? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, Numi Rapace. Yep, that's the one from the original. Yeah. 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 I like her as an actress. She's cool. She's awesome. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, um, you saw this in the theater? I saw the I saw Prometheus in the theater. Oh. Um I believe I saw this movie in the safety of my home. Mm-hmm. Under the covers. Yes, under the covers. <laughs> <laughs> Wrapped around you with just your head peeking out. You know, when I could throw the popcorn bowl at the exciting mm-hmm. scary moments at the TV. Campo jumps up to throw the throw the sheet over the TV so you don't see the scary parts. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, I saw this uh I saw this one by myself actually, solo solo <laughs> style. Uh Campo was visiting her mom, I think, and I was just like, "You know what? I'm going to watch it." And then uh How does see, it, this is the second time. Lightning is stricken twice. How does it hold up on the second viewing compared to the first? Um I have to say that uh I liked it more than Prometheus, even after watching it the second time. Mm, interesting. Um, but I feel that you guys are kind of at a disadvantage for not seeing Prometheus, only only for the basis of of of, of because there's just like this feeling you have when there when you get a certain reveal in the movie, and you're just like so bummed. That after everything, mm. everything someone's gone through. I mean, I think I know what you're talking about, but yeah, it's it's just like it's such a level of like, oh, like it yeah. makes you it it really just grips you right in the gut, and you're mm. just like, oh, mm. like, 
that jerk. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe I'll watch it at some point. I just, yeah. I mean, yeah. But that's honestly the only thing you guys are missing, because uh, similarly in style to this movie, you're kind of watching a group of uh, what are supposed to be considered um, the cream of the crop just kind of kind of die. Yeah, <laughs> like, down. Like- they were like, very quickly too. Very quickly, like plants by a machete. They were just chopped down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very high body count. And in, in uh, I mean, let's we'll get into it. I want. I kind of want to do a non-spoiler part. Sure. For the first. Sorry. No. Sorry. No. No worries. Like you did an excellent job of guiding around. But there's there's some very specific death scenes that I just cannot wait to talk about. Cool. Cool. How? Are, what are your feelings on it? I liked it, but you know, um, I had really low expectations, like real low. Hmm. I saw the trailer for this movie before it came out, and I just remember thinking, this is a real horror show. You're going to go into a cave, and the alien's going to kill them all, and, and that my expectation of it was, it doesn't need a story because it's just going to be scares, and there's more story to it than I was expecting there to be. And there were a few things that turned out a little bit funny for me, but um, <laughs> but a lot of it, you know, thought I thought went pretty well, and it, and it surprised me in places. Yeah, I liked most of it, but once we got to the point where it started being kind of funny, I kind of like I didn't turn like a you know one eighty on it or anything like that. I just started to be like, oh, this isn't quite as enjoyable as I thought it was going to be. And then by the third act, unfortunately, I feel like it just kind of broke down into something more generic. But I mean, I, I still enjoyed it. I still enjoyed it. Like I, I was expecting this to be, yeah, like you said, a horror show. I expected this to be garbage because it is. People hate this movie. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I don't think it deserves hate. It's not, you know, I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't hate it, Joel. In fact, I, I had a good time with it. Even this, even on the second viewing, I we took a, a short break this time about the about a, the hour point in, and I just had this feeling when you were pausing it of like, because I was like so into the into it at that moment, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know things happen. We got it, you got, it. but it was that moment where I realized, oh wow, this movie like it, it sucked me in. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting to be that engaged in what was going on in it because I don't really. There are a lot of horror movies that I don't like, and and Alien too. There's been some hit and miss Alien movies oh, for yeah. me. I mean, the first two I feel like I really like, but. Yeah, and I just watched the first one again, like, not even very long ago. And I think that having seen that one right before this one may have actually worked in favor of this movie. Yeah, totally. Because if you just see the first one and then you watch this one, you're kind of coming from that isolation mentality and, like, yeah, the confinement of the area, too. And oh, yeah, totally. I mean, I did... I, did I could see that. I did see some Ripley in the in the woman that was in this too, which I think they do try to do throughout Aliens movies that they've had. But there was something really, you know, kind of. I felt like she was she was uh, making an effort to be a standout, you know, 
person who is making the right decisions. And you, you feel like Sigourney Weaver in the first Alien movie. You feel like, you know, she's really thinking things through, you know? She's not just jumping to conclusions and making stupid, rash decisions. Yeah. Um, and I felt like there was a little bit of that in this character. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why she was uh, third in command, I guess, because her husband was first in command, and then he gets knocked out, and then other guys, then the captain, so she must have... I mean, does it, is that the way it works? You just move up a, a notch, right? Well, I have, I have a bit of a problem with this colony's uh, chain of command, Joel, because, like, I mean, a lot of them disappear rather quickly, so who, who knows what the chain of command... <laughs> No, 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 that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's. Obviously, in every alien movie, a lot of people die, but yeah, yeah just, you know. Sorry. No, no, it's. Uh, no, you didn't spoil no, no, anything. Didn't, Don't worry about it. You didn't it. say the wrong thing. I as far as I'm concerned, it happens in the first 15 minutes of the movie. We should, yeah. we should be able to, yeah, yeah, go into it after. Yeah, let's. I mean, the. Uh, my my opinion is, if you like alien movies, you should watch this movie. If you liked Prometheus, you should watch this. And if you are convinced that it's going to be bad, you're going to see what you want to see. Yeah. Like, just give it a chance. You're not. It's not going to hurt you, unless you were touched by an alien, like in that TV show, touched by an alien. I feel like if you're a purist for the art and the design of the first Alien, then all of them probably have some degree of disappointment. But this one, there were some new ideas that they did with the Alien, and I don't know how many of them have been in other movies before, but we saw some different sides and some different art. And I I don't know if that might disappoint people, but it didn't disappoint me very much. Uh, I do I do have to say that this is not a spoiler. I do, I don't think any of the creature, uh, for the most part, any of the creature like CGI things were good. Like I don't I don't like the way any of them moved and like these close up on the camera. It's like. I don't. I don't know what they can do. I've certainly seen CGI creatures that looked okay, like in the recent years. But for some reason, they just, especially the you know the the main alien bad guy that that's in all the trailers, it just doesn't look good. You know, and they and then he's climbing on like CGI ships. So part part of it is is that uh, um, we grew up and we have the advantage of seeing the practical effect of these aliens and it's just kind of rough to see that transition to the, into this sort of cgi kind of thing that's going on right now uh personally for me anyways because like there are uh to to uh you know to, to give an example in, in, in another uh uh movie franchise that similarly had this is i think there was one of those more recent terminator movies where they had like an entire cgi arnold mm kind of show up in it and it's not very it's not very good <laughs> it's not very good at all yeah uh, it's it's bright lights bright lights and cgi don't work yet you know that's yeah. that's why i'm not looking forward to the new pacific rim uh, i mean yeah. besides the fact that i don't like the first pacific rim but yeah 
Like, they're out there in the daylight. Like, hey, guys. Like, I know it's a robot, but it still looks... No, it's... it's Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other thing, too, is I, I feel that the... The uh, monster designs for this most recent Pacific Rim movie aren't as good as uh, Del Toro's teams. At least well, the clips we've seen in the trailer. Could be. So far. Didn't look as cool. So. Mm. All right. Any Anybody got anything else before we go into spoiler? Let's see here. I'm trying to think of non-spoilery things that I <laughs> can talk about this movie. Um, nah, I think we covered it all. I really like what Sarah said about um, about the tech and the ships and whatnot kind of being more updated than what you see in Sigourney Weaver's time, which, which is just well, a prequel. Not, it's like it's like a, a curse of the prequel. They're not that opinion. updated, like the like the, some of the the deck rooms and like where they were. Mm-hmm gathering for their meetings it looks almost exactly the same as the the, the ship on alien you know? okay, okay it has a bunch of that lo-fi looking stuff but of course there are like the you know the the pods where they're keeping yeah. it look more technologically advanced yeah. but there was definitely like reflections okay fair enough fair in enough. my opinion you're saying that it wasn't as bad as like star trek discovery 10 years before <laughs> captain kurt's ship right yeah, or uh, Enterprise. It's, it's so hard to believe. Which so they, to, yeah, yeah, they talk about that in Enterprise, don't they? I, maybe, I don't know. I, think I, don't, I didn't watch Enterprise. I think there's an episode where they specifically reference, like, or, like, something happens and all the technology suddenly doesn't look as, like, super shiny as it did. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's excellent. I could be wrong. Okay, so this is a good time to cut in with the special messages for all you super awesome listeners out there. If you want to catch our entire film uh, library, uh, wait, wait, we don't make movies. If you want to catch every episode, because there are over a hundred different movies available that we've talked about, please uh, think about checking us out on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, any any of the usual spots. Give us a subscription if you can. But uh, we are located on Podient at uh, pdsmios.podient.co. But it's not organized that well, so I recommend looking for movies that you'd like to hear us talk about on there, because there's a good chance that we have talked about it. We're also open to any suggestions. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, it's at OuterSpacePod, or our email address, which is please don't podcast at gmail.com. I had to think about that for some reason. <laughs> I've said it a thousand times. And uh, a quick mention, uh, we knew we have been plugging Patreon for a couple of months now. For Ear Trumpet, but uh, I can understand why people don't want to, you know, drop $5 a month that just pulls out of their bank account. Uh, For those people who still might want to send us a few bucks for maybe, you know, when we get our sodas or movie rentals, uh, you can actually go to our Ko-Fi site. Ko-Fi is a website that allows people to drop $3 at a time to artists they like to quote-unquote, buy them a coffee. In our case, it would be buy us a soda. But if you go to ko-fi.com slash pdsmios, you can uh, choose to give us $3. And we'd appreciate any donations if anybody has, you know, a couple of bucks they want to toss our way. And we'll gladly give you a shout-out if you want to do that. All right. Spoiler town from here on. If you don't want to get spoiled, spoiled, if you don't want to get spoiled on the movie Alien Covenant, then 
turn off your podcast right now. Thanks for listening to us. We'll see you next week. All right. Thank you. First spoiler, everybody in this crew is stupid. (laughs) Stupid, 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 (laughs) stupid, irresponsible. (laughs) Uh, It's such a pattern. I don't want to. Do you mind if I spoil some Prometheus stuff? Or do you want to like actually see it at some point? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you can give us a little bit, but all try right. not to, because we're not talking about Prometheus, okay, and I would I hate it if somebody else hadn't seen Prometheus. All right, all right, fair enough. Then I will say nothing, and we'll, let's just continue talking about how stupid this crew is. I mean, even the android, even Walter, yeah, who had, who could say something, be like, this is a bad idea, never says anything. It's almost like he's like, he's like such an obedient, like, pup to, like, what's going on. Yeah. Sarah, opinion? About the crew? Yeah. Yeah, I got the impression that they were just, they they didn't know what they were doing. (laughs) They didn't even, they didn't even think about it. Except for that one character, she seemed to, you know, want to take her time to make a decision and to maybe go with the plan instead of just, you know, deciding to do something spur of the moment. I think that they they get killed off pretty quickly because they don't seem to be even th- the least bit careful. Yeah, absolutely not. But I mean, I even get the feeling that if James Franco, who is who is not in this movie, but he is in a video that is in this movie. <laughs> He's he's one of the like they they get hit by a solar you know or, or whatever some some sort of storm that hits the ship and then like starts starts cooking up the pods so most of the crew uh, central crew get out except for the captain who is uh, married to uh, what is the actress's name Watterson uh, the character's name I don't even know what the character's name is I believe her last name is Daniels in this. So Daniels, Danny Daniels, Danny Daniels. Yeah, the only name I she's remember the, is Tennessee the, because it doesn't make any sense. And Catherine Watterson's character is the chief of terraforming, Joel. Terraforming. Mm-hmm. That explains why she wanted that alien to go to her terraform factory. That's right. That's right. I guess. And she is third in command. Well, that's after what we Branson said. But yeah, I, I get the feeling that James Franco, even if he had survived that thing, would have made just as stupid a decision. Because, you know, we, we, in that video, he's like free climbing on some rocks. Like he does reckless things. Yeah. Right? He's an explorer. He gets, he gets 127 hours right there in front of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like they tried to combine a lot of different ideas, but I have, I'm trying to keep my memory straight on all the different things that I remember from this movie. And, um, yeah, the, the crew, initially when I started watching this movie, I thought they were informed. I thought they kind of knew what they were doing. And then as soon as they step foot off of the ship, it's like they obviously <laughs> have no experience oh, exploring a new area. I mean, they were fearless. They did, they didn't, they didn't watch where they stepped. They didn't make tests. They didn't, yeah, the atmosphere. They didn't even check anything. Well, they, they did the, the scan from, you know, whatever, 
they were like five weeks of time away from the planet and they're like look the atmosphere is perfect look all this stuff like this so i guess they yeah they were relying exclusively on that you you think they would have been scanning for any sort of like biological life forms too but you know or spores yeah well yeah. I, I assume that those are biological because they 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 have enough uh they have enough instinct to be like hey there's an ear hole <laughs> what is it with sci-fi movies and putting things in people's ears no i thought that was like a total it's a like, fun place kick in the <laughs> butt for people that are afraid of urban legends because like ah. you know, something in your ear and then like it's a spider egg the next one is like a cockroach you know, oh, or something <laughs> like, you're gonna have a liarona alien next david is liarona <laughs> he's got that long oh, hair no. Mm. Yeah, I've certainly heard the story of uh, the person who got like an insect stuck into his ear and was like scraping at it. Yeah, Ugh. Mm-mm. no ear Mm-mm. trauma, please. Mm-mm. Well, that, that's what this movie does, though. <laughs> right in your face. Yeah. Oh, he just scratches it. You know that gets inside. I mean, I, how how much of an access point is the ear canal to the rest of your body? Apparently, you could just get right in there. Uh, yeah, how quickly that pathogen moved, mm. like directly into his ear canal. Like it sniffed, like it sniffed, like the cigarette smoke, and was like, "Oh yeah, that guy, refreshing. That guy, that guy's a nicotine addict. I'm getting him first. I thought it was like the spark, like the fire had like actually brought it to life or something. Like I potentially, that. Yeah. potentially, it was probably, you know, Doctor Frankenstein and the lightning. I'm sure yeah. that there's a place we could read all about it, but I don't, I don't know the technical reasons. I'm. I'm fine with it either being that they stepped on something or he lit a cigarette because they did do both. It's alien pre-covenant. Both of those things were a bad idea. <laughs> Stepping on something that looked like that and not noticing things were coming out of it and yeah. lighting a cigarette. Well, he sat like immediately in the bush too. Yeah, he like had- all those plants could have been like terribly poisonous. He told that lady he had to take a piss, and then he just went off and took a smoke. Like, was he not supposed to be smoking? Because there's definitely a guy with a cigar who's just wandering around. He's probably not supposed to be pissing either. He's just a bad employee. Smoke, smoke, piss. It reminded me of the scene in Lost World where um, that one actor that's in Fargo... uh, like, wanders off, and then those campies, like, come in. He, like... Shoes him away at first, but then they all attack him at once. And he's like yelling for the guy. The guy's got his headphones in. Can't hear him. Eh? Mm-hmm. Eh? You haven't seen Lost World a hundred times? Uh, no, I've seen it. Okay. I've seen it. Um, I, remember, I remember the camp he's eating that guy. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. So. <laughs> sorry, I have to. <laughs> I'm just. I just. Every time I think of that ship, that whole. Alien bursting out, and that lady, that lady, like, she's, she's responsible. Like, she's acting all cocky when she's piloting the ship, but as soon as stuff starts getting real. No, there were a lot of bad decisions made. Oh, man. I mean, as soon as they got off and started looking around, there were things that looked a little bit not right in the environment. And then, you know, they keep on exploring, and then... (laughs) 
you know, more than one member of the crew gets infected by some kind of spore, like, right away. Yep. And then the lady that was there with him just drags him back to the ship. Yep. And, uh, yeah, they're like, oh, is this quarantine? Like, that was another thing that reminded me of the first alien. Yeah. It was like, wait, this is all, this, it shouldn't be a conversation. It should just be like a choice and instantly because it's not okay to have to try and make a choice like that on the fly, you know? Yeah. Um, they weren't in suits. They weren't protected in any way. They were just like out there. It felt like watching, like, a bunch of kids that were in a place they shouldn't have been. Yeah. No kidding, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it was like Daniel's, uh, or, yeah, Water, Waterston's character Daniel's, uh, it's like when she was explaining to, uh, you know, the, I guess, second in command after her husband died, the protocols, we have things memorized, we know where we're headed, you know, yeah. there's no point that we should be taking we our ship. deviating away deviating from, from that. Yeah. She's talking to Billy Crudup, and he's like... I I mean, he practically looked at the camera and said, God sent this to us, you know, because he's supposed to be. I mean, that's just a quick mention of like, they don't want a man of faith making decisions or something like that. It's like, yeah. No, I thought that was going to go in a totally different direction when Billy Crudup started talking about God and his beliefs and faith and stuff. Yeah. I thought, oh, well, maybe... There could be like a interpretation of this, whatever his beliefs are, that like it's good to like be killed off by the alien or something, <laughs> or like I don't know, like maybe that's the like end times or something in his belief system. I started thinking of a lot of different ideas. Yeah, yeah. I always do. I always think of a lot of different options when I hear different, you know, plot points introduced into a story. But I kind of feel like, yeah, like they were so vulnerable out there. Yeah. Like they didn't even have like shoulder pads. They didn't have anything. <laughs> shoulder pads. You know what I mean? Knee pads. These they are not, these are not, these are not space marines. This isn't the 80s. Boots. Why would they have shoulder pads? <laughs> yeah, the, they were far too trusting of their, of the environment around them based on what their sensors indicated that this was a safe planet. And it was a bit unbelievable in as far as, like, I was concerned with it. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, I feel like, I feel like Walter should have been like, like his programming wouldn't allowed them to try to go to that planet unless their, you know, their, their original path was like, you know, blocked or, you know, there being some issue. I, I feel like he probably would have tried to override it or, I, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like that, that, like, why would you put so much money into this colony, and then and then allow? Yeah, allow that the potential to lose the entire everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's. Ridi- I mean, it, it hurt my brain. They're so stupid. Yeah, it hurt I mean, my brain. But I was sucked in, though, guys. I was sucked in. No, I under. Yeah, yeah like I, I, I too. the mystery is cool and everything like that <laughs> like until know, it's not. You want to know? You want to know? You know what, what happened to this place? And yeah, there wasn't any buildup. I felt like they just started right away with all Boom. the problems and. I was like, yeah, this is a straight-up horror movie. But it had story, and it kept you wondering what was going to happen next. And uh, They lost track of it pretty early on. I feel like they had something interesting going on at first. We, you know, like uh, part of the ship is broken down and, and stuff like that. It's like, And that was 
where we conveniently got part of a radio signal. It's like, okay, this is interesting. We got a mystery going on. And then we get to the planet and then I, yeah, like, like I said, they're just so stupid. I don't, once they start making these stupid decisions, I could give a flying, you know, whatever. Because, okay, they're wandering off. That guy gets infected. She brings him back to the ship, which is, you know, like, no, no. And then the, 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 the captain of the small craft at least recognizes, like, there's something screwed up going on. You're not going to leave this room. Right? Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah, that guy's got his spine being ripped out by something, you know, he's, he's getting all gooey and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, when he, when it the escapes, yeah, the monkey alien, the little, little white guy, <laughs> little, little friend here, he's immediately attacking them. And then all this while, you know, the, the cat, the, the captain of the small ship is running back and forth. This is Tennessee's wife, apparently, although I didn't know that until later when he was like... Uh, I believe her name is Maggie. Maggie? He's called Tennessee. You didn't realize he was called Tennessee? Uh, it's so... I I just wanted it to stop. <laughs> <laughs> the guy wearing the hat. Danny McBride, yeah. I thought that he was supposed to be like the chick in the abyss that wears the cowboy hat. Uh yeah, his name is Tennessee. Like okay. that is that is literally his first name, which is probably a reference to Tom Skerritt's character, who was named Dallas. Right. Oh. Okay. But the cowboy hat. Yeah, and no accent, but he's from Tennessee. I feel like I if mean, they we know were going to use that guy as a serious actor, they could have made him look more serious. <laughs> what did, I don't know what costuming. Can we comb out hair, his hair? <laughs> hair, facial hair choices, like uniform. I'm a little confused by his role in this movie as well. Like, if he's supposed because Danny, like Danny McBride is definitely like the comedic one. Mm-hmm. Like that is the, that is what he's made his career out of. But I felt in this movie that he was just. <laughs> they don't have a comedic one in this one. No. Yeah, I mean maybe David, and he's like like a sick comedy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like ew, he's gross. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, she's running around. This person, and then she like slips on a banana peel, and then like an anvil falls <laughs> on her head, and then she like tries to blow up the ship using the the Acme uh, dynamite, and it turns out, uh oh! And then okay, uh, this little alien guy is killing the other woman that's in there, and then it uses its <laughs> one of several times one of these things uses its noggin to break through some glass, but when that happens, uh, she accidentally shoots. Some containers and the entire ship blows up for about five minutes. A, <laughs> it, it was a good part of the design to include the most explosive part right near the, the uh, opening of the ship. Absolutely. It epic fail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these guys did an epic fail. If you were just going to go from when they got off of the ship to check it out to that moment, you're like, okay, well, maybe, you know. Right, right. Slightly before. <laughs> Slightly before she shot the ship, so that it blew up. I, I looked at Aaron. I said, "This is a <laughs> show." <laughs> and then boom! <laughs> you like, were oh, like, "That okay. couldn't have gone any worse." Yeah, that's what it was like. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> yeah, and that little shrimp alien. I don't know. Did he get out alive? I think he he was supposed to because I think they get attacked by two different aliens on the outside, but I'm yeah, not sure. I don't know about those pack aliens that were like you know acting like 
the lions or something mm-hmm. like okay so after after that part there's a group of you know survivors <laughs> jeez yeah. so the I mean, technically, there's two. There's, like, the little shuttle that goes down, and then there's, like, the big ship. Right, right. right. The big ship that's up in orbit, and they're they're trying to communicate, but there's, like, an ion storm. So, they've got... what They don't really know what's going on. Right. That would be too simple. Yeah, yeah. the storm conflicts with their communications, but as... At the point where the ship blows up, we've lost three, uh, four people, counting James Franco. Yeah, James Franco. But one guy is also bleeding who had the spores right. go into his right. face. Yeah, that, guy, that guy's on his way out. Oh, and uh, after the ship blows up, you do see, like, a humanoid figure kind of try to crawl out of the ship, which is, which is awesome, except for... I mean, you know, Sarah and I love that man on fire thing <laughs> it was obviously cgi though so yeah <laughs> so yeah then they're kind of squatted in a field mm-hmm. with like a little bonfire trying to talk about their options talk about their feelings and, and it like t- two people have already lost their spouse mm-hmm. like the lady that brought the guy back to the ship when she shouldn't have yep she was someone's wife the captain, the the second captain. Right. And then the other lady had just lost James Franco in the, like, fire or whatever. Yep. And so then there's, like, the other guy's spouse with the cowboy hat. That's, she that's was Maggie. the one that died. In she the was the one. She was the one who, yeah, who like shot like the a, barrel of gasoline. She, <laughs> <laughs> this this ought to work. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's there's a totally awesome scene before they they decide to like get their wits together where the other sick guy. Because the the guy who was on the ship that like spawned his little alien monkey dude, like the the thing ripped out of his back, basically. This other guy is like he's like throwing up blood, and then all of a sudden it looks like a huge tongue comes out of his mouth. It's like a huge white. Uh, there's no other way to say it. Like a huge white sperm thing <laughs> just <laughs> burst out of his just mouth, wait. and it's that thing, and it, it's it's really like I, I couldn't help but laugh because it's pretty and comedic. It, how it I, takes I mean, off running like yeah. a little. Or <laughs> See you later. Woo. <laughs> yeah. I, I I just get flashbacks to like Spaceballs. <laughs> oh no. I've never seen Spaceballs. No, I've never seen that movie. Okay. I'll be quiet. You lying? Yes, of course I'm lying. Jeez. You're like oh, a male okay. Mel Brooks head. Yep. Just the, the whole the diner scene. I've got the I think. The head of Mel Brooks. What? About Mel Brooks? Hmm. Nothing. I said he was a Mel Brooks head, and he said, yes, he has the head of Mel Brooks. The head of Mel Brooks. Quite the trophy room you have, Joel. Well, you know. What? (laughs) Not on a wall. Come on. (laughs) I don't know. Don't don't be ridiculous. How exactly are you doing Yeah. (laughs) It's wearing those daily boppers. Oh, okay. So I don't know if this is the appropriate time to say this, but there are... A Whoa. few different kinds of aliens that we see in this movie. Yes. Yeah. There's, like, one that's standing upright most of the time. There's one that's, like, running on all fours. Mm-hmm. There's the baby alien that looks like when you go to get shrimp at Red Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take some of those baby aliens. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and has like a curved spine. Mm. But I don't know. I feel like because I saw a book of the art of this movie mm. not long after um, it came out, or maybe even around the time it came. I don't know. But I actually, Kiempo was talking about doing a Halloween art show. And um, one of the first things we were talking about was movies that had scary things in them. And I was trying to draw Jonesy from the original Alien in like a, a setting where it was like from his perspective. And so I went over to my friend's house and she had like books about Alien, my neighbor upstairs and her roommate, who's also an artist. Um, they had these books and one of them was like the art of Alien Covenant. So I had already seen some imagery from this movie beforehand. But there was like a full double page dedication to to the spotlight alien. <laughs> oh yeah, that's cool. <laughs> you mean the standing up? Yeah. One? I mean that is straight out of Spaceballs. <laughs> yeah, he puts on a top hat. Putting on the Ritz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, that scene just stays with me. Like, <sighs> it's incredibly, it's it's ill advised. It's it's not. Like, I, I know what they're going for. I know that David is having, like, a moment with this thing, but it's... Like I said, these things don't look very good. I almost wish it was, like, a practical effect, but I'm not sure that would have been any better. It looks it looks like a Ken doll with with an alien head on it is standing up and then raises his arms. <laughs> and then he starts, was- like, he starts aerobicizing. It's far too developed for the size that it is, like, as opposed well, to, like... Yeah. The other ones, the other ones, like, that hatched, they didn't look like that, did they? No, no. Uh, but I think that uh, the difference is that those were, were born from the spores, and the only DNA they had to imprint on was human DNA. The one that pops out of Billy Crudup is one that has been genetically manipulated by David. Like, David basically uh, created the alien we know from Alien. Yes, yes. You know, he made the pods, the gestation chambers. He made the face huggers. So basically, they're saying this is the origin of like how Alien came to be like so difficult to kill Correct. and like yeah. such a predator. Correct. Yes. Well, because he even he even mentions to Walter that he's he's been he's created what he feels is the perfect species. He breeded it for deliciousness. I feel like I was better off not knowing that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Understood. Understood. Uh, this okay. is the last episode. Uh, no, no, no. I'm just pull saying. The, pull the plug. <laughs> I'm just saying with him doing this without knowing that it was supposed to be before that. Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's one of. The, I mean, that's one of the common problems, right? The, of like movies that go on in a franchise for too long. It's like we need to explain exactly. Everything. Like, did we need to know what the space jockey was? No. The mystery was part of the awesomeness of the first movie. It's like this gigantic alien creature. Like, who cares? Of course, the, you find out Prometheus, right? Basically. Pretty much. What they are. And then this, like, the oh, we got this, like... I remember hearing a long time ago that the aliens were, like, were something, like, man-made. Like, they were bred specifically as weapons. Yes. But uh, this movie shows that... That isn't the case necessarily, but that doesn't mean that they weren't later bred in some weird way. But yeah. Well, I feel like I can understand some people's disappointment in this movie knowing that because 
the art in the original Alien is really good and it feels really pure and authentic and it feels really, you know, it feels handmade, you know, hand drawn. And then in this movie, it feels kind of like they were throwing all the ideas at the wall and they did have good, don't get me wrong, I think that the artistry was done well, but I don't like the styles in which they chose to do that artistry, especially if it's supposed to evolve into Geiger's original art, you know? Yeah. It's like, if you were going to do something evolving into the artwork of Geiger, it would probably be something more primitive than that, yeah, you know? Exactly. Not more CG or, you know, cartoony or something. I don't know. But I can see that. I totally agree with you. I feel that it's definitely watered down from the original. Yeah. Um, but one of my problems with this is, is that in the original Alien movie, um, they find this egg on one of the engineer's ships. How how did it get there? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, especially where this movie ends. Like, yeah. I just don't see. I don't. I don't see where the how the dots connect. There's probably another movie in there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are still eggs on the planet when he leaves. Like, if, is this supposed to be XR or whatever that they show up to later? You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah. I, I see where you're coming from. Uh, may, maybe they spread on their own. You know, they don't necessarily need hosts. The, the problem with that, though, is, is that um planet has far too much vegetation on it mm. for it to be the planet that Ripley and, and everyone finds. Well, I got two words for you. Yeah. Catastrophic event. Oh. I mean, we've already shown that there's like solar flares and all that kind of stuff like oh, that. Oh, fair enough. And these things are fairly resilient. I mean, that one gets like blasted by a jet thing, which is, I mean, doesn't, isn't that doesn't how Ridley really takes it. out the original alien? Yeah. Light, Similarly. Lights it up and then launches it into space. Similarly, yes. Yeah. I'm just saying that, that, uh, uh, Daniel's, if Daniel is to believe to be the, or David. Yes. If, if David is believed to, to be the creator of the Xenomorph. Yes. Like, it's just, it's it's very difficult to see how his creation made it onto uh, uh, a perfectly intact alien ship. And, and you know I'm, I mean? I'm just saying that you're right. It doesn't make it's any a bit freaking sense. It's a bit so don't worry about it. Okay, yeah. you're right. You're no, right. No, no. no. No, uh, th- these were my thoughts. My, my thoughts I mean, on, on after originally seeing it the first time by myself, I was yeah. like, I was like, I, re- I mean, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed this movie, and I really liked the the path we were taking as far as like. Uh, part of me was like, where's this going? You know, mm-hmm. like I got excited about that, but then another part of me was like, but like, how is it going to get there? How yeah. is Ripley going to find it? You know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know yet. Well, I wasn't trying to put those pieces together until now, and I think I appreciated it more not trying to do that, which I yeah. wouldn't have been able to help if I had known it before. So I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I think that I eventually would have put that together. Yeah. <laughs> but there is a dynamic that I kind of like that they did in the movie. I liked the idea of there being something like the alien on a planet with robots like with someone who was able to continue living with them i kind of thought that's an interesting dynamic like a creature that is completely vicious with a creature that it wouldn't have any interest in harming 
necessarily. Well, I think that puts a hole into the whole uh, alien versus predator versus terminator thing, you know, because obviously why would they attack the terminators? It's not a biological creature. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Who cares? No, about I that? was with you. No. <laughs> yeah, I did like that idea of like David with the aliens, but I thought the artwork was really what kind of held me back when they showed, you know, the caves that David has been living in all this time with yeah. his long hair and his, you <laughs> oh, know. Yeah, that perfect etchings. That part where Ray shows up and hands him <laughs> that lightsaber is really weird. <laughs> yeah. He's shrouded. I like yeah. I liked his equivalent of a of a serial killer's uh you know secret room where you know the serial killer will have all the newspaper clippings of all the people oh, he's yeah, killed and stuff like that. Yeah. For him it's all these like gestation and versions of like <laughs> the creature and drawings of things that he's worked on and including a dead Numi Rapos kind of thing there. What ne- next to his flutes, them, right? What did he tell them it, it was uh that he'd become kind of a like a scientist, or a, what did he say? He said uh, he'd become Kevin James and zookeeper. I, I don't, I don't remember what he, he says. He says something a little bit, you know, deceptive. You find out right away he's lying about a number of things. He says I've become a bit of a expert at stuff. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. I don't remember the exact title that he gave himself. He might it, have said scientist, but I feel like he became... Biologist. Yeah, more of a, like, when you find out what he's been doing, you feel like his his lair is like a curiosity shop. Yeah. And the freaking... <sighs> and the freaking alien that's, that comes inside and, you know, attacks. I have to say, I really like that design of that alien. Not when he's climbing the walls like it's a castle keep and kills that lady, but afterwards when he stands up like like straight up like a person and like slowly approaches David, I think that was a really cool and chilling design. I felt like it looked like the creature from Stranger Things. The Demogorgon? The Demogorgon, yeah. Well, let me tell you, Demogorgon ripped off this movie. No, I don't know. I was just kind of like, I thought it was a good design, but I thought it wasn't usually like alien, you know? It no. was a different angle again. Oh, he was he was like sleek and white, you know, skinned and stuff like that. It, it's, it was different, but that's I think that was part of the appeal. Like, it was like, I, I found its appearance to be haunting. Like, the, like, walking like a man, but obviously a monster. You know, in in a way that I feel that the audiences would have originally felt about like Frankenstein or or something like that. Like you're walking like a man, but this is a monster. Mm-hmm. The, the moment the moment where it's trying to communicate with uh, with uh, David right there was mm-hmm. a very powerful moment. Yeah, uh, and it, it showed too like how much research he's done into into these creatures because he's because he was explaining to uh, uh, our our. Uh, Christian Christian scientist or whatever whatever, whatever his uh, whatever his name is Aaron. Uh, that's a very specific thing. Billy, <laughs> Sorry, Billy Crudup. Yeah, Billy Crudup. Yeah, yeah. Captain yeah. Crudup. 
Yeah, the the faithful one, <laughs> the uh, one that was like, "Let's go on this planet." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go down into the undercaves. <laughs> By the way, side note on that, I'm, I was kind of happy at that moment where he was like, when he was like, "We shouldn't have gone here." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so sad. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I feel like there there was a powerful thing in that moment, and it was a reveal for David's character too, because you could tell that he not only appreciated. The alien, but you could also tell that he was very upset that they did something to hurt an alien. At this point, you already know that alien just killed someone right beforehand. And then Billy Crudup still trusts him and goes, you know, down to see what he's been working on. And it's not, a, it's not good. And, you know, and he tells him, you know, he exploits, he exploits his naivety. He's like, you, you don't have to worry. It's safe. It's completely safe, you know? <laughs> and just lies straight to their faces. I wonder, I mean, I assume Walter didn't have that particular ability, but but David probably lied in the in Prometheus, right? Yeah, he was, um, he was very deceptive mm. in the film. Uh, but primarily, uh, no, I don't want to reveal. We're not talking about Prometheus. Okay. Primarily, he was a sex bot. Well, I, I, Maybe. you know, I just watched the first Alien, and I was like, you know, remembering that the alien, the the robot, had ulterior motives. Exactly, the Hobbit had different motives. Right, Bilbo Baggins. Uh huh. Yeah. The Fifth Element had different motives. Cornelius. Mother wanted this. Mother told him to. That's right. That's right. There was a I when he takes Billy Crudup down to his his special egg cave, he uh, he says like they're waiting for mother, and I couldn't I didn't know if he meant mother like the the AI on the computer or if he meant like alien queen. Yeah, me neither. But he meant a host. Yeah. Oh, anyone could be mother from the inside. Oh. Hmm. I feel yeah. I feel like. That guy didn't stand a chance. He was he didn't have any ability to have critical thinking at all. I mean, he just watched this guy defend an alien after he killed someone. Yeah. Like, yeah, no. No. No, he's dumb. Yeah, he should have shot him in the head like 17 times. But I'm sad I'm sad that Walter doesn't end up being the one that li- I you know, I I do kind of like this ending where it's just like, haha. I get to do what I want because you're frozen now, baby. You know, putting uh, his little alien guys where they're floating off. But alien party. I did like Walter. Yeah, I liked Walter too. I felt like Walter and David were like two sides, you mm-hmm. know. And I felt like it was really cool to see him play off of himself like that too. Like it's like Dad and Lore. Totally. Yeah. It's totally. Yeah. Next generation. And I, I feel like uh, you felt like that Walter robot was really like designed to be concerned for life. But yeah, like with concern for life, he should have been more concerned about what was happening. I mean, it's it's just one of the absences in this. Mo- one of, one of the parts that like literally made me upset 
was that Danny McBride, you know, Tennessee, and the two people that are assisting him are in the, the big spaceship that's above the planet. And they can't go closer than 80 kilometers because there's a huge storm going on. And Danny, he takes it upon himself to endanger the lives of the, you know, the 2,000 oh. colonists that he's got, you know, sitting in cryosleep to go oh, down close man. to the planet. So he could see his wife who's already dead. Right. But, but he, he didn't, didn't know. wait to find out exactly. about that. Yeah. All right. And he, I mean, that's, it's, the irresponsibility is staggering. Like, if the ship had been damaged, all these other people would have been dead. And guess what? He's one of the people that survives at the end, so... None of these people had the training of, like, a cruise ship manager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come sail away. Come sail away. Yeah. Part of me is upset, too, that they only had, like, one shuttle to go to the planet. Yeah. There's That's only one? Just like Dark Star. There's only one. It seems well, like a really bad idea. They like, say there's only one, and then they they bad. find another shuttle somewhere, right? Well, it was a crane thing. Uh, for, like, building? What for squishing it? xenomorphs in, in the crane cloth. They're lucky that it, could, they, it had the ability to squish even more. I don't know why they didn't do that right when they caught it. <sighs> I do like the kind of, like... I thought that this was going to be like a movie that was a bunch of people wandering around in caves getting grabbed or whatever by an alien. And, yeah. And I was glad that it was more than that. I was glad that there was some David story and there was some story about the crew and, you know, what they were doing. Yeah. I don't know what what kind of a room that girl was staying in before she got killed, but it was like a fancy hotel suite or something. Like I had a, a waterfall and everything like that, yeah. island getaway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yep. <laughs> yeah. With a, with a terrace that an alien could crawl into. Yeah. I have to say I really dislike this, really dislike the, the, this movie once it got into like the whole action movie part. Like, when they're trying to escape on the ship and, and, you know, Daniel's is showing that, you know, she's capable to go out there and shoot this thing and all that stuff like that. I, I had no interest in what was going on. Like I said, the alien just looks terrible crawling all over the place. And then the horror movie turn at the very end when they get back to the oh. ship is just, it was stupid. Like, they literally have a scene where people are about to have sex. Oh, Jason shows up and stabs them to death. You know, they obviously not Jason, but they showed that scene in the trailer. Oh, see, I never saw the trailer. And, and it was like when I was watching the movie the first time, I was like, "Oh, I wonder if they left that out of the movie." I really <laughs> hope that they left that stupid shower scene out of the movie. <laughs> but sure enough, this movie saves it right there for the end for you guys. Oh my gosh! And you... It was not a welcome sight when I was like, "Oh." That was kind of a letdown for me because. As soon as she heard there was another life form on the ship, I feel like she should have known that it wasn't Walter. The setup was there. Yeah. I feel like that was a plot hole because, like, she would probably be thinking, how did it get on the ship? Because everybody seemed like they were healthy. Right. You know, when they got on. And, and we we all knew it wasn't Walter, right? Well, she, she's a character who's, sh who's shown up yeah. in 
she, too. She's a character that's, that up to this point has shown a lot of critical thinking and is, and has been able to, you know, figure out, you know, uh, how to survive in these, these scenarios. But then you're right. She just kind of almost plays dumb. In that moment. At that moment, yeah. I mean, I guess she's thinking, well, maybe there's some way it could have got on here. But they deliberately show you his missing arm, which I feel like was almost trying too hard. You're like, okay, I see he's missing an arm. That doesn't mean that it's not him. Yeah, exactly. Well, when when he's like leaving his his special palace when they're trying to escape, he kind of does this... Like I like I said to Aaron, it, it almost it looked like he was making a facial expression that I would see Walter doing because Walter's not he's not he doesn't smile he doesn't yeah. do anything like that he's very he's very serious. I feel like it shows range on the part of Michael Fassbender, and I know a lot of people um, don't like him, and I have mixed feelings about him as well. But I don't know the whole I don't know all the information I just know him as an actor yeah. and you know some things I've heard through the grapevine but I honestly I've always thought he was a good actor and I've and in this movie he puts on a different accent than I'm used to him hearing him do and it's not the American one although I don't know if I've heard him do American no I have but the you can cut this part out if you want. Yeah, I'm going to cut it right but, up. No, um, it's fine. The British accent he does, which I'm guessing he does in Prometheus too, is like a much more sophisticated accent than he usually does when he's speaking because I think he's Irish. Right. Mm, okay. And usually okay. when he's speaking normally, he kind of has that Irish, you know, part of his speech. I think he has a very proper brogue in uh, in Glorious Bastards. Yeah, I just think that there's versatility in his acting, and I think that this movie did a really good job of doing that with him playing two different robots. Yeah. I agree. I really like his acting a lot. He was actually one of my favorite parts of the original Prometheus, along with uh, Nomi. That was the only reason I almost saw it. Because I was like, well, I like his acting. I might like it. And then we looked up on Joel's phone. We were, like, standing outside about to see it. And we saw that there was, like, bone cracking through skin type yeah, stuff. Like, violence. really bad. And I, you know, I am squeamish about violence. But in this movie, I wasn't afraid of it at all. Because I felt like it was so over the top. Yeah. That I was just like, <laughs> I don't find any of this believable. That part where that person's jaw just suddenly oh, disappears from the bottom of their face. like the tail whips him right. Yeah, yeah. But it's him. just oh so, my so quickly that it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, he's even caught by surprise. He's like, oh. And that lady who has a special hotel room in David's palace, you know, her head's just floating in the sink. Just yeah, they never do anything else with that image. They no. never show you the neck. They never, like, indicate that it's rolling in water. It's just kind of mm. there. Yeah. It's just a head. That's where you put heads, I mean, in the uh, special water, in the special room. Maybe it's always been the alien's room. Oh, he was just coming back, though. Dad, I'm home. (laughs) (laughs) What? There's a lady in my room. (laughs) Maybe that's where he always puts the heads. That's true. (laughs) He's the original predator collecting trophies. Yeah, I think... I mean, do you get either of you have anything else you want to say about this? Like, I, I feel like we've been talking bad about it, even though I was saying people should watch it. Like, I did, 
like like we said before, I was sucked into the story. I just think that the third act is pretty bad. I think that the mystery in in the like like Joel was saying in the first couple acts is very enticing, and uh, it leaves you leaves you wanting more. And then it just kind of goes into this crazy gore fest. Uh, I will say though that the initial explosion in the shuttle <laughs> is uh, is I I think I when I first saw it it just I just had this like O shape with my mouth like I was like <laughs> <laughs> like I put too much aftershave on my face in like Home Alone or something you know it was just like wow I, I can't believe that I'm seeing this you know like <laughs> did that just happen. <laughs> It was, <laughs> and I'm not trying to diss the movie for that. In actually, little... actually, in my opinion, I was rather surprised that that was going to happen at that, <laughs> at that moment. It's not not to its detriment. It was more of like a wow, they did that. They the went little, there. The little aliens popping out too. It's yeah. like the little, it's like the little raptors coming out of the egg in Jurassic Park or something. Like, yeah, just little these little creatures jumping out that look like a. Yeah, who knows? It's very odd. And that that was in the spotlight, that was the funniest moment for me. It took me out too. <laughs> it took me out of it just for a brief moment though. When you think about it, it's the logical conclusion that the ship would explode based on how how many stupid things that lady was doing. Oh, yeah. Slipping in the blood? Yep, like, yep, like, oh, just, locking the door, no, uh, oh, uh, gonna go grab the gun, uh, not getting out of the ship. Or, it's just the intensity just kept ambling up. Opening you know? the door so you can shoot the thing, like, no, no, it's trapped. Just, oh, my foot got caught in the door. Zing! Oh, my, somebody tied my shoelaces together. <laughs> <laughs> the actress that was the main lead in this movie, I have to say I really like her as an actress, too. I liked her in Inherent Vice and in other stuff she's done. Um, and I think that she did a really good job playing her character, and I think that she had a really good American accent, and I... Um, Catherine Watterson. Yeah, I like her. She, Yeah, she was good in uh, the other Michael Fassbender movie, um, where he plays the Apple CEO. Oh, yeah, they were both in um, the Steve Jobs movie. Yes, yes. What was it? Was it called Steve Jobs? It was Jobs? called Steve Jobs, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, and yeah. they both did such different parts yes. than they did in this. They did really good, both of them. If you watch Steve Jobs, it's practically not even Michael Fassbender. Yeah, like, I, I think that people didn't go see that movie, and I really enjoyed that one. I did, too. And it's funny, like, when it comes to people with accents, I think Kate Winslet had the most <laughs> unrealistic accent in that movie. But she was trying to do a different one on yeah. top of, yeah. So... I think that's that that wraps it up for this Alien Covenant. Uh we're giving it five out of five stars. Everyone should go see it right away. Uh I'm gonna read some outro stuff. You guys think of I a don't lesson. Give it five out of five stars. Uh Sarah five said my minute to talk about that. Sarah said great family fun. <laughs> I thought it was this is what I was going to say. It was much more entertaining and engaging for me than some of the other movies that we've watched for the podcast have been. I mean, it's no Quincy's Quest. No Death Machine, that's for sure. No Hawk the Slayer. But I'll take what I can get. Trapped by television. Anyway, I'm going to read this outro stuff. 
you guys think of a lesson and don't make it a lesson about how not to be stupid on a spaceship. Okay. It's no, I'm just kidding. That's fine. That's, that's obviously open target, you know, just, just fire at those fish sitting in that barrel right there. Hey, if you got a suggestion or a comment, write into please don't podcast at gmail.com or message us on Facebook at facebook.com slash P D S M I O S. If you are subscribed to us on iTunes, we'd appreciate it if you left us a star rating or a written review. Either way, that helps us get up on those charts on iTunes, and we can get more listeners that way. And that's what we want. We want all of your souls. I mean, uh, your ear holes. Now, in either way, that sounds terrible. Check out our podcast network at eartrumpetaudio.com. There you can find a bunch of other great shows that we are associated with, like Taxes and Terror Tots, which has just come back after a long hiatus. Those guys talk about the uh, letting go of childish things while also embracing the few things you can in adulthood. It's a really good show. I guessed it on a episode about sodas uh, a while back, but their new episode is very funny. Check them out. Taxes and Tater Tots available at all the usual spots. Okay. Aaron, since you've seen this twice, I assume you absorbed the most knowledge from the oh, movies. Uh, so tell me about Idris Elba. Uh, let's see here. He is a pilot of mm -hmm. the Prometheus. He plays like a, a thingy, right? Doesn't he play like an accordion type? Yeah, thingy? he plays a little accordion thing when uh, Shirley Theron's character. Oh, I forgot uh, she was in that movie. Yeah, she she plays um, Waylon's daughter. Oh, Waylon Jennings. Waylers. Cool. Yeah, um, she decides to couple with uh, Idris Elba, and so he plays a little victory song. Who wouldn't? His, yeah. So either way. Yeah. Is that your lesson? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, my lesson is, is that your lesson, Joel. My lesson is to <laughs> it is now. Yeah, <laughs> Joel. Well, the first thing that immediately comes to mind is if you're on a colony ship, be sure to have at least two shuttles. Just saying, second shuttle, good mm -hmm. idea. Less shuttles, more problems. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, I guess my my uh. Other lesson I learned from this movie is if you're Michael Fassbender and you're an evil, uh, uh, evil, evil robot, and you're developing a a new species of uh, of aliens, um, why, why not just make yourself like a like a little butler alien? Because I feel like he could have like had all those people like killed like far sooner. If he just had like a butler alien hanging out around. His creepy house. I think that's why he was excited about the the white alien that was standing oh, like a person. Yeah. He's like, okay, yeah, finally. And then Billy Crudup has to show up and shoot the shit out of him. Yeah, no bueno. Yeah, yeah. Anything, Sarah? Do you have a lesson that you learned from? Was the name of the ship Covenant? Like, I believe yes. the name of the ship was the Covenant. I said that later. Yeah. Okay, okay. So the Prometheus. The Covenant and the the S and the three, right? And the uh, Resurrection is that is that what the fourth one is? Resurrection. No, the fourth the fourth ship was not called the Resurrection. No. Resurrection. That was the name of the movie. Though it's not the three either. And the predator, the versus predator, of course. That's right. Oh yes, that ship <laughs> piloted by Gary Busey. 
Alien Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? What if Blade met an alien? No. My lesson is um, if you've got a robot working with you, you shouldn't necessarily trust it all the time. Yeah, I learned that lesson from Short yeah. Circuit too. And from the original Alien. I guess. Yeah, but in Aliens, that's a good robot. Yeah, but I'm just saying be skeptical. Yes. You know, you know um, maybe be aware of what's happening and you might not have all the facts laid out in front of you. What? Oh, you know, <laughs> some, something just occurred to me, except for, well, okay, never mind. I, I have another lesson. Yes? You're setting up the crew for your colony ship, right? Mm-hmm. Pick a bunch of people who have critical thought capacity. Oh, they only got critical the one. Thinking. Critical thinking, I think, is an important yeah, only skill to one. have they, in outer space. They didn't have high intelligence wisdom stats. These are supposed to be like scientists. Yeah, no, they were more like... They, they weren't even like real adventurers or real scavengers or explorers. I'm just going to sit in the bush and smoke a cigarette. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they were civilians. They were. These are just colonists. I mean, they're not like the space truckers from the first movie, but they might as well be. Except for, like, Yafat Koto was straight onto that stuff. Put that guy into isolation. He shouldn't be out here. Like, what are we doing? Like, there was no Yafat Koto being like, uh, this is a bad idea, guys. The guy from the, the guys from the first movie, they were doing their job, they thought. Right. Yeah. At least they were out there doing what they thought yeah. was their yeah. job for a company. And they got, they got like an emergency signal. So they were, you know, doing a good They're thing there. They were responding. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a, a convenience thing. Nobody wants to go back into cyber, you know, or cyber, Spaces. cyberspace. Uh, Nobody wants to go back into cyberspace because of the lawnmower man. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you my lesson. Bring a cat next time. Oh. Was there a cat in Prometheus? No. Oh, that's why these movies suck. They needed a cat. I mean, there's even a, a cat. I think there's a cat in Resurrection, isn't there? There's, there's a cat. Know what's up? That's all I'm saying. They they get I don't remember a cat about movie. things. Alien Reservation. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next movie, Joel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alien Plateau. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. <laughs> I, I'm sure this has more meaning to you, but the David parking that ship and destroying all those goofballs. Are like, yeah, hey, our ship is back. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, I was. If I was taking notes, which I wasn't, I would have written a planet full of Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish oh, we had talked wish... about it earlier. Pe- people hang. People like stop listening to the program earlier, so they won't hear that joke. Ooh. <laughs> I kind of wish you guys could have seen Prometheus to be honest. Well, I'll we'll watch, watch it. it. Now. Okay. Cool. I have to. Yeah, somebody's going to be like, you have to watch it for the podcast now. Like, I remember okay, okay. wanting to watch Lawrence of Arabia first. And we yeah, went 3D. to see it in the theater. Yeah. Cool. Anyway. There's reference in that. In yeah, we had to leave because so I got sick. Yeah. <laughs> but we oh, saw yeah, the first I half. That. Yeah. Anyways, my lesson is that uh, never bring a stupid. Space crew to... No, that's not the lesson. <laughs> oh, what, what's a good lesson here? A lesson should be that... Okay, if you hear... If somebody has already died horrifically from, like, an alien attack and you already know there's, like, a hostile life force here, 
if you hear somebody screaming, don't go looking for trouble. You're not going to save anyone. That's already been the case in, like, several deaths, including a bunch in, like, the field where the raptors were, or, uh, sorry, the one alien that used his tail like a kung fu master. Oh, I know. <laughs> and the kicks! The kicks on that guy! Yeah. I, I did enjoy the uh, robot-on-robot fight, though. That's another oh, highlight man. in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I liked that. <laughs> we'll see you next week, folks. Thank you for listening. Bye! Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.